Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We're back to KJ and Lions on WEDI. KJ Alliance, WEEI. Good Saturday to you, the final hour. Remember, at 4 o'clock, Steelers-Ravens right here on WEEI. But we've been talking about just one of the subplots around the Patriots tomorrow, John, is this Belichick's last game. Is he part of Black Monday? What's going on with these different coaches? We'll get to the Gerard Mayo situation shortly. When is the last time you can remember that the game was like, the third thing to d- discuss. Yeah, it's crazy because we use the analogy of that Brady's, you know, his last game against the Titans in 2019. Right. But even that was a playoff game. Right. So even though the the specter of Brady coming to an end was hanging over it, A, you didn't know for sure if it'd be the last game of the season because if they had won, obviously they would have advanced. And B, it was just naturally a playoff game in itself. So for this, like, I almost compare it to like Larry Bird's last game, you know, 30 years ago when he kind of walked off the court. Right. It's something like, or David Ortiz's last game, you know, with the Reds, like something like that. But even I think Ortiz's last game, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that was a playoff game too. So there was still the suspense there. Like it's, it, I go back, It's I don't know. It's it's really interesting to me to try to find a, a parallel to this when you kind of know before that this huge momentous thing could happen. I don't think we've ever seen anything like probably, it. Because you might be right. Because with Ortiz, you believed it was the end. And, of course, with, with, with Brady with the house in Chestnut Hill for sale, that was kind of a giveaway. And the alleged Giselle going to to Nashville to check out schools for the kids. Maybe that, but that was only a two-parter, right? If the Patriots are out, is that the end of Tom Brady? One, two, right? This, it's like, okay, if the Patriots win tomorrow, do you hold on to Belichick? If they lose, does that guarantee Belichick is gone? Does Belichick stay? What about his coaching staff? You know, like who's the next guy in? What's this thing about Vrabel versus Gerard Mayo? Why is that popped up? So there's, I don't think we've ever seen anything like it because we don't know a definitive answer. People just believe that they do or have their wants. 
But we don't know. And, and the longer it goes on, and let's say Bill does get let go, but it doesn't happen until February, then there's a mad scramble to put a new you know situation in place. And is the team really prepared for next season? Let's go to Chris in Connecticut. Thank you so much for calling KJ and Lions. Good Saturday to you, Chris. Hey, good Saturday to you too, guys. Yeah, I do think uh, uh, Belichick can uh, coach both sides of the ball still. Um, I think, uh, you know, he's the, the problems he's had is uh, talent, specifically the line and uh, wide receivers, and he's spreading himself uh, too thin uh, trying to be GM too. And, and as far as what's going to happen, um, I think it is time for him to go. Be, I think it's time for him to go because – of his own philosophy, kind of. No, it's it's going to be rough for a while around here. And as far as letting him go, I think you're going to be able to get something from him. I think you're going to be able to, with one year left on his contract, trade and get something for Bill Belichick. Chris, thanks for the call. Yeah, I, I think when Belichick is done, he's done. Like, I think he will end up being, probably, watch this, a better analyst on television than Brady will end up being. Just because Bill has always masked this this whole personality that people know, the guy's a funny guy. So I don't know if he can handle both sides of the ball anymore. I, I think the offensive side clearly has gotten away, right? And I think that's the biggest blaring need. And the thing, like when I look at this season, it, when like I'll walk away from them losing a game, and it's pretty rare for me to say, oh, they blew this game plan or this play call was bad. I walk away saying, wow, they're just not good enough, and they're making stupid little fundamental mistakes. And, I, again, I trace a lot of that back to the roster construction on offense and special teams and the player development, which is coaching in the offseason, training camp, and, and maybe fundamental stuff during the practice weeks. But I never look at it, or I shouldn't say never, but rarely this year have I looked and said, oh, wow, they had a bad game plan, or, or they didn't know what right. was coming. Like it, it would, So I think that's too different things preparation and the, yeah and the caller's point about him being spread thin i think is a really good point because if you look at the patriots team that last won a super bowl in 2018 i, I know folks they had brady I, I get it but they had the best coaching staff in the nfl that year right i mean you had josh mcdaniels and brian flores and ivan fears and dante scarnecchia chad o'shea coaching your like great elite level coaching staff you had a front office that was pretty good right now I mean, their coaching staff defensively is still pretty good. You don't have anywhere near that offensively. Your front office, I mean, Matt Groh, who's finally see, is getting some blame. I've been saying this for like three months. But is that a guy you trust on the same level as Scott Pioli or Nick Casario or Dave Ziegler? Like, no. So I think that's part of it, too, that they just don't have enough high-quality people in positions around him and under him. And part of that's his fault, right? He's hiring these people. But I think that's a big part of the problem, too. David in the car, thank you for calling KJ and Lions on WEEI. Good Saturday to you. Happy Saturday and uh, happy 2024, gentlemen. Hope it's a blessed one for you. Thank you. Um, you know, I listen to, listen to a lot of the angles, but no one's talking about the Belichick craft angle. Kraft, when he bought this team, leveraged a lot of his family. He bought it as a fan, and with Brady and Belichick, has jumped to another economic level, the billions this team is worth. They're both 70-year-old men. The loyalty you have to someone, the bond and the friendship, I'm not saying it's not strained, but it's between the two of them, and when they sit down and they have a discussion, 
and everyone's speculating a billion things, but that bond between the two of them and how they work it out, that's something that's stronger than anyone I think is giving credit. Kraft went from a very successful businessman to an uber success because of Brady and Belichick. That's a tough bond to break. And when he had to make a choice, he let Brady go. That tells you how close the relationship is with him and Belichick. David, thanks for the call. And I do have to correct David just slightly, John. If he had listened to past episodes I of... Smile. As soon as he said no one's talking about that, KJ I and Lions, yeah. we are the ones that yeah. said, hey, when Kraft bought the team for $172 million, and then now looks at his sheet and sees it's worth $7 billion, only behind the Cowboys. You don't say, yeah, we're going to let the guy go at 24 years. Like twenty, What's a 25th yeah. year when I can't even name what that exponent is next to that number between what you paid for and what it's worth now? So that's the great thing about the Odyssey app. If you missed any of the KJ and Lions show, you can go into the archives. I don't know how far back the weekend archives go. I think they go back far enough. They go back, they go back far enough. So just type in KJ and Lions, and then you can listen through chapters, and you will hear in one of those chapters that I said, look, we can say all these things that we want to have happen in such a fast motion about Bill getting out of here, and then there's the other side of it about like, hey, you know, I, I spent $172 bucks and didn't have to move to Connecticut, and because of you, only the Cowboys are worth more than I am. And, and, and we're talking about the Giants, who are one of the original franchises. Think about it. A team that was created in 1960 is worth... Just as much. Okay, that's the same thing with the Cowboys. The Cowboys. So you have two teams that are less than that are just about sixty years old, more valuable than the historic franchises like the like the uh, the the, uh, the, uh, the Bears in Chicago, the Giants, the uh, the Steelers, worth more all than all of them, and it's not even close. So that matters so much more than maybe a bunch of us saying you got to go. Yeah, look, I, I look at that a little bit differently in that. I think the loyalty to Belichick in the relationship is the reason he trusted Belichick to move on from Brady. And it's the reason that he trusted Belichick to bring in Patricia and Judge to run the offense. And it's the reason he kept Belichick on even when that did not work out. Like, I think that, like, I'm not saying that it's it's totally run its course, but I think Belichick, I think, is used up a lot of that goodwill over the past five years that he built up with a lot of wins and a lot of money-making and success but I think because of some of those decisions and them not working out, I think he's used up a lot of the goodwill he built. And the other thing, and I would be interested to know what Kraft thinks of this, like we talk about Brady and Belichick making them a lot of money. The reason they've made a lot of money is because they won, and now they're not winning. So does Kraft view it as, I made money because of these two men, or is it, I made money because the three of us won together? And if he views it now as we are not winning and we're not going to win with this guy, does that actually make it easier for him to make a move? Like that's how I would be very interested in Kraft's thought process on that. Well, I'm not, I can't speak for him, but let me just give it to you from a macro perspective, right? The San Antonio Spurs won championships back-to-back, multiple ones. They were the dominant team. Nobody was clamoring for feeling anything towards them. So part of Belichick's persona, the gruffness, the short answers – he kind of plays this Darth Vader-like character to the rest of the league that sells because when you're winning and you seem to have this dark persona, people are up for you even more to beat you. Plus, when you have Peyton Manning, the good old boy with the dialect from Tennessee and all that and everything, so you kind of had a mini good versus evil in that situation, right? 
So that's why they're the, the New England versus everybody when it was everybody hates New England. That's really what it was. So here's the thing with that. You do remember that Kraft did side with Brady when it came to the Garoppolo situation yes. that Belichick wanted. Yes. So Belichick was given a hard no off top by Kraft. So sometimes in business and in management situations, when I give you the no and usurp your command, I have to respect you on the outgoing path. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting point. And I think another piece of this, KJ, what is Jonathan Kraft's role and what is his feelings in this? Because if Jonathan Kraft really wants to move on from Bill, I think that significantly increases the likelihood they move on. Whereas if Jonathan Kraft really wants to keep Bill, then I think that significantly increases the likelihood that Bill stays. Because I think, hey, look, Jonathan Kraft is a huge voice there. He's, I know he's Bob's son, but he's also high management position in the organization. But he's also the owner in waiting. So 10 years from now, whoever's coaching the Patriots, it there's a good Bob. chance they're going to be reporting to Jonathan Kraft, whether or not you know Bob retires or, you know God forbid, he passes away, but he's 82. So whoever in the next 10 years is coaching the Patriots, they're going to be reporting to Jonathan. So if Jonathan says hey, Dad, Bill needs to go, and I want to work with Gerard Mayo for the next 15 years, I think that could be a real voice towards Bill leaving. On the other side, if Jonathan Kraft says, hey, Dad, we need to stick with Bill and give him a chance to turn this around and go out with the wins record and all that stuff, and then we'll move on because I just want to have a totally new search after Bill retires, like that could be a huge voice in keeping him to stay. Like I think Jonathan Kraft is going to be a major player in this, and he's largely flying under the radar because, again, Bob Kraft is the owner, and it is his final decision. I'll tell you what. You mentioned Gerard Mayo. I want to get his. I want to play his comments right at the start of the next break uh, regarding these talks about him being difficult and everything, and there's a narrative that I have to explain for some people that understand that Gerard Mayo, and I can understand why he was upset by the comments, We'll hear those comments in about five minutes. It's KJ and Lions on WEEI, 617-779-7937. Join the conversation along with your text, 37937. Now time to try. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And with John. This is KJ and Lions on WEEI. I'm just wondering if you'd like to respond to that report. No, I appreciate you asking that. Um, you know, honestly, I try to stay out of reading uh, a lot of the articles and things during the year. Obviously, there are ups and downs and seasonality that kind of play a part uh, in life and also in football. And honestly, when that report came out, you know, my brother sent it to me. It was more hurtful than anything. Um, I found it to be, uh, well, the timing is a little bit weird in my opinion. And if that was the case, I feel like this would have been leaked uh, sometime earlier. At the same time, I try to treat everyone the same way. And I will say this, I I thought about it for a while. When people talk about rubbing people the wrong way, like obviously, like sometimes, I mean, that's part of the job of being a leader is to rub people the wrong way. And I always try to be, you know, constructive and and respectful in my feedback. And and some people uh, appreciate that transparency and some don't. But at the end of the day, if you can't rub people the wrong way, how do you expect to be the best that you can be? And I would say anytime there's change or anything like that, like it's going to be painful. Someone's going to rub you the wrong way. At the end of the day, you have to look through all the words and really get to the substance or get to the meat and potatoes of what that person's trying to say. KJ and Lions, W-E-E-I, 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. That's Gerard Mayo addressing... Some of the reports earlier about him being difficult. Now, I'm going about I'm about to step on some glass here for a second, John, so excuse me. I'm kind of sick of the narrative of he's an aggressive guy, so therefore he's difficult because there's kind of a line that you have to kind of hoop these are like hurdles you have to jump through for certain men in society. First one is Gerard Mayo like he couldn't be he, he has to be literate. So if Gerard Mayo sounded like Shannon Sharp, and it's nothing against Shannon Sharp, but if he sounded that way, there would be a contingency and say, there's absolutely no way that this guy should be the voice and head coach of this particular franchise. So he passes that, right? So now you get to the competency thing. Okay, he speaks okay. Is the guy competent? Do you really think that Gerard Mayo is going to be calling out for special teams out there if he's the head coach on first and 10 from the 20? (laughs) No. So the competency is there. So he's over that hurdle. No skirt chasing because you work with a bunch of dudes, so there's you don't have to worry about the guy kind of bulling the china shop at the job. Like, oh my gosh, that's my wife over there. We've seen that. We've seen that happen in Boston, and someone failed that test. Okay, then comes the difficult slash aggressive narrative. He's difficult to work with. The team is damn four and eleven right now, right? No, four and twelve. Are they are they four and twelve? Yeah. Are they for it? So wouldn't that the conversations be a bit difficult? And maybe you need to be a little bit aggressive with your message to say, you know, you're going to get somebody hurt out there if you keep underperforming and not doing what you're doing. And here's the crazy thing. His side of the ball is performing. So I'm kind of sick of the uh, yet another guy. And this is why I think Gerard Mayo said he was a bit hurt because he's gone over all these hurdles. You can clearly hear what he's saying in the interview. So it's not like you're like, what? 
He's competent, clearly, because the Crafts have sat down and talked to him about his future with this team. As I mentioned, it's not like, oh, my gosh, there's like, there's at least three girls that are having issues right now. We've got to nip this in the bud. That's not happening. So then they go to the difficult slash aggressive. And, 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 and the timing, whose name did you hear pop up almost as the complete mirror? Mike Vrabel. Ah, do you want Mayo or do you want Vrabel? Well, didn't they already tell you that if it's going to be an extension of the tree that Mayo is the guy that's in the house? Why are we trying to pull Vrabel back? Yeah, and it's also like Vrabel, and and this is going to sound like a shot at him, and it's really not meant to be, but if you want to fire a defensive-minded head coach who's had back-to-back losing seasons, do you want to then hire a defensive-minded head coach who just had (laughs) back-to-back losing seasons in Tennessee? So it's like, and look, I think Vrabel's a good coach, but I think if the whole point to move on from Bill is to do something different, then do something different, whether that's promoting Mayo, who I think is a different type of guy in, in a good way, or hire someone outside the organization. And I'm not even against Vrabel, but it's like if you're going to go down the Vrabel route, you might as well just hire Mayo, who's already here. Well, here's the other thing with the Vrabel route. Does he have a, a potential future Hall of Fame running back back there? Right. And, I mean, the a, only a time he receiver? got the only time he really got consistently good quarterback play was when Arthur Smith was Ryan Tannehill's offensive coordinator a few years ago. Like, that's the only time they've really had so... Does, does he know how to really develop quarterbacks better than no. Belichick does? Like, I haven't seen evidence of that. Right. So I wonder, and this kind of goes to some of the writers that I think that are kind of pushing this under narrative is, hey, Belichick could be towards its end, and if I can get this book out there that has all this controversy and chaos, and, and, and we've talked, we've touched a little bit about it, you know, with, with Matt Groh and, and Bill O'Brien and all this stuff, this is stuff that people want to read. I'm going to say something, take it how you like. That is what their personality for entertainment is. Most of these guys are not entertaining, right? So if you're not entertaining, then what are you going to do? Tell a great tale. Here's a let me tell you about the great whale and the fish, kids. What he swallowed a whole man and he lived in the belly of a fish for three days. That's cool. No, that's what's being attempted to be told are these type of tales that sell books at the end of this reign. It's kind of disgusting because Mayo's gotten in the middle of it, who's done nothing, his name is not popped up in anything. With anybody, have you heard his name pop up with anybody having any issues in the last two, three years? No, not at all. None. If anything, all the reviews have been glowing. Right. Nothing. You've heard about Patricia, about Joe Judge, uh, uh, Bill O'Brien, just who's yeah. just been Even Josh McDaniels Josh with the Raiders. Yeah. Right. But, but we're going to go after Mayo because he's difficult. It's a difficult damn season. Like, if it was 12 and 4, you're like, man, you're being too hard on us and everything. You know what they say? That's great. That's You want to motivate. You don't want to sleep. you, you got to be motivated. Even if you're good, you're still motivated to do the job. So now the guy's doing his job, and it's rubbing people the wrong way. Oh, my God. Can we get off the mammary glands as a society a little bit and say, look, the guy's a defensive t- coach. You're going to be a little bit tough. Right. And as you mentioned, his unit is by far the best unit on the team and has been for the last two years and especially all year this year. I'm kind of mad you just said unit and I just said memory glands here. This is not a biological show. But you're absolutely right, John. Like, if there's one piece of nugget that's been positive about these Patriots and all this mess over the last couple of years going into three full years is the defense hasn't been asleep. 
It's been right. awake the whole time. And it's played really, really well. Like, well enough for them to be in the playoffs. How I many think. games did they win for this team last year? They, they yeah. won at least four games straight up, either through special right. teams. If not for them, we might have been talking about four and 12, you know, this time last year. Yes. You know, and, and it's something that, and this year, I mean, look at all the games they've lost. Six nothing to the Chargers. Ten <laughs> to six to the Colts. Ten to seven to the Giants. I mean, look, like, that's ridiculous. The Eagles, 25-20 when they gave up a pick six in the game. Like, it's, like look at all these games that the defense has played more than well enough to win, and they've lost because the offense either can't score a touchdown or you know gives up a catastrophic turnover. So, yeah, Mayo's guys have played really well, and I think they look like they're set up to play well in the future. So if he, even, let's say it's true, and he is a little bit difficult to deal with, well, it's clearly working, and, if, and I don't even think that's necessarily true regardless. Even from a better's perspective, if you play daily fantasy and you know you have 50 50- so-called $50,000 to put together a team, your defense, uh, you know, special teams guy. I think Gresham Fourier, I know at one time they used to do a bit with Daily Fantasy. The Patriots' defense for tomorrow is it cost more than about t- 10 other teams. This is the, this is the, Think how crazy this is. The Patriots' defense isn't just one of these cheap defenses that you could pay like 2200 for, which would be a really cheap defense. I'm really getting into the woods with this. I try to go play him. It's like thirty nine hundred. That's expensive. Well, guess what? There's gonna be a weather issue. The Jets are in town, so you know what you're probably going to see tomorrow: this big oblongated conversation about should be Belichick be done, and he shuts down the Jets in the snow. And we're still going to be talking about like, oh well, has the game passed him? His defense might might pitch a shutout tomorrow. Yeah, and again, that doesn't absolve like. They could win tomorrow 41 nothing, and I think we can still have the same conversation. Yeah, it's not be no, but I think we could still have the same conversation on Monday that, yeah, there's justifications for Kraft to move on, and I, there are some reasons to keep him around. I get it. But the Mayo thing to me, like, this is a guy, too, and here's a good judge, right? Two years ago, there were teams that wanted him to interview for their head coach jobs. The Panthers, yeah. Last year, there were teams that wanted him to interview for their head coach jobs. So if you if he was really that bad and there were that many red flags on or off the record, there wouldn't be teams that have lined up to have him interview to lead them. Remember, he withdrew from the Panthers job. Because of the Patriots, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so again, where is this narrative of he's, he's difficult, he's been kind of difficult? Like, I would really want them to be able to come out and say, Give us an example or a scenario. Don't create one. Give us the scenario of where he was difficult to the point where it's a story to pitch for a narrative to say that, hey, maybe this guy shouldn't be the next head coach. Now, if there are other reasons why you believe he shouldn't be the next head coach, don't say it out loud because I would want you to keep your money in your pocket, damn it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, There's been no real evidence of that besides what's one person's and I'm not trying to disparage the reporters there I do think someone told them that but besides one person saying hey you know this guy's rubs us the wrong way or we don't like this guy there's been no other evidence that that's been an issue I mean even look at the offensive side of the ball you have Trent Brown who's not even putting in full effort on the can you say that about anyone on defense not putting in full effort not playing up to their potential like I can't think about it the stars of the defense have been hurt for pretty much the whole season yeah Judon and Gonzalez, these are guys that we have not really said their names in two months, three months. Okay, and then here's the other part of that. And this is when you say you know, someone told them that. Why don't you go follow it up and ask somebody else that if this is true? Yeah. 
it, it, because then you could say when two or more are gathered in my name, then maybe you can go with the story. Not because some well, person told and, and maybe two people said it, but, I mean, if it's two people or three people out of, what are there, like 100 people working in football operations then there? say there's like, two people. Well, they did say some. Like, so some would imply more than one. Or it could be somebody. Yeah, I, I think for them person. to say some that implies, but again, let's just let's just call. Let's say there. Let's say there's three guys, KJ, that say, "Oh, Gerard Mayo rubbed me the wrong way." So three guys out of uh, like a hundred employees in football operations, like, well, is that is that that like is that, that that's probably good. If, if, if ninety five or more percent of the people think you're great and like you, that's probably good. But if it's three guys on the defensive side of the ball, right now, now we're getting into the micro, right? Because the macro is like you know, like oh my gosh, the way Gerard Mayo sits down with his tray at the cafeteria rubs me the wrong way. I don't think we're going that route. I'm talking about in the incubator of what football operations are. If there's someone on the defense that has an issue, then I would say, you know, you are what your record says you are. And so if it's if it's going to be a little bit painful to hear what has to be said, well, all you have to do is just look at the standings and see where your draft position is next year at this point that says that you're not a good team. So if so let's let's go ahead and play house with this, okay? So let's say Kraft decides that he's going to clean house and move forward. That not only is Belichick not going to be the coach but not going to be the decision maker, or you want to put that in the reverse, that not only is he not going to be the decision maker, but he's not going to be the coach. Give me a couple of names who you think may be in that mix. So, look, number one on my list is Brian Flores, current defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. He was with the Steelers last year. Obviously, before that, he was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins for three years, finished there with back-to-back winning seasons as a head coach. He was here in New England from, I think, 2004 through 2018. He won three, maybe four Super Bowls here off the top of my head. But that's a guy, to me, like, first of all, I think he's a great, great football coach, especially defensively. Like, I think the defense in 2018 with largely the same personnel got better when he took it over, and they ended up winning a Super Bowl with a great defensive plan. But offensively, right, where this team really needs to improve. Well, he's worked with Tua, who's had a lot of success, but he worked with Tua before that success started, so he kind of saw what did not work for Tua and and a little bit of what did. Then he went to Pittsburgh, different type of system, and I know he was coaching on defense, but he's practicing against their offense every day. Different type of system, something a little bit different to learn from. We know how great Pittsburgh is coaching and developing wide receivers, which the Patriots haven't done since feels like Julian Edelman was drafted in 2009. And then he went to Minnesota where that defense, despite having a lot of injuries and not that much talent, is a really good defense this year. And they've helped carry that team after Kirk Cousins got injured and they've had a carousel of quarterbacks after that. And that's that offensive system, that Sean McVay system Kevin O'Connell brought there. So there's, to me, Brian Flores has the right mix of he won championships here. He was great here, but he had experiences outside of New England that broadened him, especially offensively, that he can then bring back here in his stint as a head coach. Yeah, I just think that Flores cancels out the whole thing about Mayo. If you're going to bring back someone from Belichick's tree, well, you already I think, have someone. So I, I think Flores is on an, a little bit of another level than Mayo because he's been They're a head coach already. Yeah, like okay. he's that. That's why. Like to me, and he's had a couple experiences other places. Like there's a lot of similarities. I know, but because he's been a head coach already, and Mayo hasn't, and he has experience coaching in other systems, and Mayo doesn't. Uh, that's why I, I put him ahead of Mayo. Yeah, then I don't know why Kraft and them would go to him about anything about a coach and waiting conversation if you're going to bring someone else who's from that same tree to come to your job. Let's go to Nick. Uh, he wants to get in on this this Mayo report. Nick, thank you for calling KJ in lines. We'll get to John's other two choices here shortly. Nick, your thoughts? 
Hey, guys, thanks for taking the call. Just real quick, I wanted to say we've only heard one report about Gerard Mayo, quote-unquote, rubbing people the wrong way. We've heard no specifics. We haven't heard that he, you know, yeah. for example, withheld information from somebody or didn't include somebody in a team meeting, whatever. I think this is all getting blown way out of proportion. Someone took one line uh, from somebody, you know, anonymous and uh, – and, and ran with it. I think um, not that it's unfair to Gerard, but I just think we're maybe overblowing this a little bit. What do you guys think? Nick, thanks for the call. Yeah, show me the video of a player going off on Gerard Mayo on the sideline. I, I would agree with the caller. Like, again, <laughs> and even my thing, if three people hate Gerard Mayo, that's three out of, like, 100. So it's, he's still doing pretty well. Like, you know, like, so I, I'm not worried about that. But, yeah, to me, Brian Flores is the top choice. And I wouldn't even mind Mayo is the next guy. But I think if you don't go with Flores, the guy who should be the next head coach we're actually going to watch on Monday night, that's Jim Harbaugh. I would love Jim Harbaugh. And and my thing about Jim Harbaugh, he's been a successful NFL coach before, went to a Super Bowl with the 49ers. He's used multiple different styles of quarterbacks. He's developed different styles of quarterbacks. So he's built an elite defense at Michigan as well. So I think he could bring – I put Flores a little bit ahead of him because he's been here but I think Harbaugh would bring a – if you want someone truly fresh and outside of the Belichick tree, somebody you know doesn't even know Belichick really well, I think Harbaugh would be my top choice. I like the idea of Harbaugh, but I don't know if the practicality of Harbaugh would work. And, and here's why. I think the Crafts, if they're going to make that move, they're going to be able to have, to, to have absolute control from the top. And do you do you believe that what's to stop Jim Harbaugh from say potentially taking the Alabama job if Nick Saban leaves, right? So you don't want to get into a situation where you bring a guy in and he's already kind of looking at the next great thing because Jim Harbaugh is about control too. So Jim Harbaugh is not going to have the control uh, with the Patriots that he has with Michigan, and he's even lost a little bit of control. So if he's a guy that says the Nick Saban job comes open at Alabama, and let's just say that's the game that. You look back in the college playoff, you say, you know, things changed the way that Nick Saban was looked at in terms of how things and the program was progressed as the Michigan loss. Then maybe they are the ones that go get Jim Harbaugh and say, you're here for the rest of your life. So I don't know if I commit to Jim Harbaugh if I know that I don't even have the control of him even just leaving to go back to college. All right, give me another quarterback and I'm going to give you a wild card if it isn't the same. So I'm I, I, coach. I, so I, look, so full disclosure. I would put Mike Vrabel and Gerard Mayo ahead of this name I'm about to give you, but I want to give you an outside-the-box name that I would not be shocked if they actually try to target. That's USC head coach Lincoln Riley. And that would remind me of like when the Celtics moved on from Doc Rivers and they plucked Brad Stevens out of Butler. Like Lincoln Riley's a guy, especially if Caleb Williams falls to you in the draft, <laughs> develops multiple different styles of quarterbacks, high-powered offenses across the board. And this would be kind of the other side of things, because if they brought in Brian Flores, I would really have my eye on who he hired as the offensive coordinator. Whereas if they brought in a guy like Jim Harbaugh, Lincoln Riley, I would have my eye on who do they hire as the defensive coordinator, because I think that would be, Riley's not as strong defensively, nearly so as he is offensively. But that, to me, would be a really intriguing outside, and he's a guy schematically, too, He's always kind of been, at least over the last five, ten years, at the forefront of offenses schematically, which I think is something the Patriots could really use as well. Yeah. Have you seen Lincoln Riley's house in L.A.? Yeah. That was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So something. It's pretty he, nice. Okay. Right. So he has a lot of control at the biggest college football school on the West Coast. This, the, don't think about how USC's performed. I'm talking about in terms of cultural relevance, 
second largest market in the country. Your house is paid for in L.A., and they paid for your house that you still had in Oklahoma when you were the coach there. You come to New England, you lose that power. And that's why I say college football, there's this power that exists. So I'm going to give you a name that, and here's why I'll give you the name. And I'll preface this first. This is a copycat league. Who's had success with the star? And if that person becomes available, we want to put them in that chair for the next star success, and we want to be part of that. And that's Eric Bieniemy. Here's why. Who are the names that are listed as the upper echelon of quarterbacks whose name always appears, no matter what you think or how much you hate the Chiefs? Yeah, it's Mahomes, and he was and, huge and, in that. And you see how Mahomes has struggled without Eric Bieniemy. So if you get Eric Bieniemy and get Caleb Williams, now you may be potentially looking to set yourself up to give a run at the Chiefs. You ever hear the mirror effect in these 48 laws of power? Like, do the mirror thing so that way you can show them what their deficiencies are and you can learn what their weaknesses are? No. Yeah, yeah, that's called the mirror. It's Robert Greene, 48 Laws of Power. It's a great book. You now get a young type Mahomes with Mahomes' sensei, if you will, and now suddenly the Patriots start running through things quickly. Because there is an argument now that, granted, with Andy Reid and everything he's done, what you're seeing over the last couple of years is directly tied to not having that offensive coordinator with Patrick Mahomes. So if you bring in Eric Bieniemy, if you're the Crafts, you've got control at the top. You're going to name who the GM is because Eric Bieniemy is not in any situation to say, I want to be able to have anything to personnel. You have that control. You have a statement. You get the new quarterback. You now have a new vested interest by the fan base to say, okay, we're about to see some offense, and if Gerard Mayo stays as the defensive coordinator, then that might be something where you say, all right, Gerard Mayo could be the guy in waiting because the enemy might, I mean, the Cowboys might want him in several years. So I think the enemy might be a wild card if Washington doesn't hire him and Ron Rivera is still in the mix beyond Black Monday. Yeah, that's an inter- and here's a kind of funny side note, too. How about the biggest thing the Chiefs missed this year is the production they got from Juju Smith-Schuster last year. And everyone here hates I mean, he had 78 catches of them last year. I right. bet you they would love that. But look, the thing on B, and I have no knowledge of this, but sometimes with Enemy, I have a suspicion that maybe there's something off there. Or that he's and, difficult. That well, he's difficult no, because but that's he, been the word. No, well, that he'd be difficult maybe, to work with. Because here's, he's been passed over so many times to be a head coach, despite the championships and the great offenses. And then the job he took was just the OC with the commanders, which was a worse job than the one he had in Washington, excuse me, the one he had in Kansas city. So I wonder if you really have to wonder out loud, John, is he, no, you have to look at Brian Flores going to, to going to no, Denver. No, I do think I'm not saying race wasn't an element of it at all, but like even in the, in the last five years, there've been other minority coaches hired and not him still. Like, for him to continually get – like, D'Amico Ryan's got the Texans job, not be enemy. Like, well, David Culley got it. Be enemy of why that might be like, the situation. Like, that's – again, and I'm not – I don't want to pass judgment on the guy because I don't know, but well, I do wonder, is I, there I, something there? I, I'll give you that something. Because there was no evidence to show that it was an Andy Reid and not Eric Bieniemy. So now you sure. might be able to make the case that, okay, Eric Bieniemy had to have something to do with this because the Chiefs – are not the same, but Andy Reid is still there. And he has one of his other disciples there. 
So clearly, yes, it's a piece of Andy Reid, but it's another of can they connect with the players and the talent they have in front of them. So that could be the hold of why they passed over him. Now some of the other things from the past, absolutely true, but my goodness, some of these guys who are current coaches have had some stuff happen on their books and even on their watch. Look, we're up against the break. We've got football coming at four with the Steelers and Ravens. We wrap up KJ and Lions next on WEEI. Thank you so much for being here. KJ and Lions on WEEI. The finale of KJ and Lions for today, Saturday, June 6, 2024, here on WEEI. We thank you so much for being part of the conversation. In fact, I think sometimes it's very important when there's such a kind of a life-altering event, sometimes with your teams, uh, it's important to let people speak as much as they possibly can. So for everybody who called or tried to get in and maybe even got a busy signal, just thank you for being part of the show. John, um, great day on the phone lines today. Yeah, well, you know, you know me. I'm one of those guys that says, you know, callers do not necessarily make a show because if that was the case then you would know what time the callers came on, right? It wouldn't be like caller coming on at 2.15. Like, you wouldn't know that. So, you know, they're, look, they can make, they can help actually, like, you never eat fries as your dinner, right? Like, it's a side dish. It's always a side dish. Now, maybe on a date, maybe you've dated somebody, you're like, I'll just have fries. Yeah, it's kind of good for the pocket. You didn't order the steak with them. Good. Steak frites minus the steak. That's great. So, John, when I get out of here, man, I've, yeah, Xbox, PlayStation, which one do you do? I'm an Xbox One guy. I actually have the same one since 2016, still going. I bought mine because I was hoteling it when I came back to Boston to do mornings. So first time I was here in Boston doing mornings was in 2000. That's not when I bought that Xbox. But then when I came back in 2017, the weekend leading into the very first day of that morning show was the day after the Super Bowl 28-3. So I had bought it the day before, and if you remember, it snowed a little bit, and so... uh I've had one just as long as well. I bought an Xbox X game, and for the first time did I look on the back of my console to see that it's an S console. I feel sick to my stomach. i got to yeah. take the game I'm, I'm going to keep you in my thoughts and prayers yeah. for that one. You know, what really <laughs> bothers me, though, is I feel like over the last five years, game prices have gone up like 10 bucks a game, but yeah. now I have to buy, like, multiple versions. Because, admittedly, my Xbox One, it's, what, seven and a half years old now. Yeah. But it's like I have to buy a game that comes for Xbox One, Series S, and Series X just to get the Xbox One version. So essentially, I'm spending 10 to $15 more buying three games in one to only play the Xbox One version. Like I, I, that's, that, gets, that gets on my nerves, KJ. This is how I got burned, right? Because I buy sports games like midseason. So I went to buy FC24. It says Xbox, uh, Xbox X and an Xbox One on it. I bought NBA 2K24, like total the two games were like 70 bucks, right? So, but I didn't realize that the the NBA 2K24 with Kobe on the cover was only an Xbox X. So that's the one I have to take back. Soccer game works perfectly fine, but I was just totally bummed by that. Just the Did I you see the, the Madden game. 20th anniversary Mike Vick edition cover? Yeah, yeah. It looks pretty awesome. Yeah, well, you know, that's in-season where they change them, right? Because yeah, yeah. they did that with Randy Moss last year. Yeah, and 04 was, like, the best Madden ever, too, by the way. Okay, real quick, one more text on the text line, 37937. Give us a couple of real quick texts. All right, so we got one texter here that says, might have to listen more often between the Haverhill shutout, the MM shutout, and old men calling in, and finally, minute it's time to turn the page, and original music can't beat that on a gloomy Saturday. 
Hey, we'll be back next Sunday, 8 a.m. Thanks for your damn wish, John. Now we'll be here like, oh, dark next Sunday morning. Yeah, 8 a.m. next week and Martin Luther King Day in the early evening. Yeah, Dr. King wanted KJ to work on WEI on King Day. Yes. Uh, two more texts. All right. We got one that says, Craft is cheap. Give me a break. How's there? Weight room still original from the day the place the, the place opened, and they never pay high free agents ever. A couple spell yeah. mistakes. I have power through there. Yeah. If we're talking about the weight room, you know the guys do off-season programs with their friends in Arizona too, right? Yeah. And, and I think they've made some improvements to the weight room, but... Like I said, whenever spending comes up with the Patriots, that's a bill thing to me. Whether good or bad, like I'll give him the credit for a great contract, like Stefan Gilmore, awesome contract, and I will give him the blame for bad contracts like Jonu Smith and Nelson Aguilar. Right? Like, right. I mean, to me, that spending is a bill thing. You got another text, Nico? And our last text, we'll end you on this one. People, Belichick is done. That was the full text. Okay. To be con- right. nice, and, nice and succinct. You know what? I know their text on this line because I see that they actually hated the parody of tanking. I, I don't see any. Oh, I'm reading them. So look, KJ Lines returns Sunday morning, 8 a.m. Clearly, there'll be a lot to discuss because the season will be over. And maybe we'll start to get some more real answers about what's going on with the Patriots. Uh, Celtics against the Pacers tonight, John. I think that's going to be an up. I don't think the Celtics are going to allow them to run up and down the court. No, I think it's going to be a lot different than that in-season tournament game. College football playoff, Washington, Michigan. Who you got? I got Michigan. I've got Washington because I think Michael Penix Jr. has the most to play for, whether second-round QB or if someone moves up to the first round. I do like Michigan's defense. I don't know if there's enough to stop that offense. Side Our, note, uh, watch yeah. the penalties. Michigan fewest in the FBS. Washington 124th per game in penalties. At the real John Lyons at Twitter. At KJ Carson at Twitter. At WEEI. Steelers. Ravens. Next here on WEEI. Be safe tonight. Enjoy the snow. Let it snow. See ya! We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.